Welcome to the LA Public Health Podcast for Friday, May 22nd, 2020. I'm Steve Baldwin, and today's show includes comments from LA County Board of Supervisors Chair Catherine Barger, followed by an update on COVID-19 led by Dr. Barbara Ferrer, Director of the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health. Thanks in advance for listening to the podcast this first week. And as a reminder, be sure to subscribe to our show in your podcast app and follow our department across all social media at LA Public Health. And now, Supervisor Barger. Hello and good afternoon. Thank you for joining us for today's press briefing. I'm Supervisor Catherine Barger, Chair of the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors. As we head into Memorial Day weekend, Let's take a moment to pay tribute to the brave members of our armed forces throughout many generations who have lost their lives fighting for our freedom. Their legacies carry on in our communities and their lives remain in our hearts. We thank them and the loved ones they left behind for their commitment to our country and to our communities. As we decipher what is best for Los Angeles County and we strive to make it safer in the face of this incredible challenge, the Board of Supervisors continues to balance public health priorities with our dedication to businesses and the regional economy and the general well-being of all of our communities. Earlier today, Los Angeles County announced three new openings in advance of the holiday weekend, allowing for increased outdoor and retail activities for residents. The first is the opening of our beach bike paths. This rounds out the recreational activities now available at the beach to include swimming, surfing, running, walking, skating, and biking. In addition, indoor malls and retail stores located inside can now open for curbside service. Retailers within a mall can take orders and deliver goods to the public outside of the mall at marked locations. We will still need to wear a mask while at the beach or curbside shopping. As always, maintain your fiscal or physical distancing. Finally, many school districts approached me to ask about car parades to celebrate the 2020 graduates. After enduring this year, these students deserve an opportunity to celebrate everything that they have accomplished. I am pleased to report that Los Angeles County has now issued guidance to enable vehicle parades and the chance for seniors across the region to be recognized for their hard work. School districts are able to host their own innovative commemorative ceremonies if they present a plan that allows for safe distancing. I know in my own community, Monrovia prepared a comprehensive plan for a car parade that ensures the safety of graduates, families, and school administrators. And on behalf of our sheriff and our police chiefs throughout the county, we would like to remind everyone who participates in a car parade to please be respectful of existing traffic safety laws, physical distance requirements, and face covering guidelines. Let's, let us also continue our common courtesy for those around us to ensure the safety and well-being of our communities. And I want to say congratulations to the class of 2020. As you walk into this next chapter, we are cheering for you every single step of the way. Before I close, I would like to share a change we're making to our press briefings. We will now be hosting briefings three times a week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, beginning next week after Memorial Day weekend. Please know my office is still available every day to answer any questions you have or provide information that you may need. Please feel free to reach out to my website at my website, katherinebarger.lacounty.gov, or follow me on social media. Please know that I, along with my colleagues, are ready to move from safer at home to safer at work and safer in our communities. You have shown that LA County is ready to move toward recovery. With that, I would like to now introduce Dr. Barbara Ferrer, who will give you her weekly update. Thank you. Good afternoon, uh, everyone, and thank you so much, Supervisor Barger, and to the entire Board of Supervisors. Your leadership uh, through this pandemic has saved lives and has made it possible for us to be on our recovery journey. I, too, want to honor all of those who have sacrificed and gave their lives uh, for us uh, to have uh, all of the freedoms we have and, and all of the bounty of this wonderful country we live in. To update you on our current status, I'm sad to report 35 additional people have died from COVID-19. 25 of the people who died are over the age of 65, and 20 people are over the, who are over the age of 65 and passed away had underlying health conditions. 
five people who died are between the ages of 41 and 65, and three of these people uh, in this age group had underlying health conditions. And information on the three deaths reported by the city of Long Beach and the two deaths reported by the city of Pasadena are available at longbeach.gov and cityofpasadena.net. This does bring our total number of deaths to 2,049. And for all of you who are experiencing the profound sadness of losing someone you love to COVID-19, we are deeply sorry, and you're in our thoughts and prayers through these difficult times. 93% of people who have died from COVID-19 had underlying health conditions, and this is a slight increase from what we've been reporting over the past few weeks. And as an important note, 40% of the deaths of people with underlying health conditions are among those who are under the age of 65. Uh, and, and over 35% of us uh, here in LA County, sometimes uh, the numbers could be as high as 40%, have underlying health conditions. So I know sometimes folks think this is a very tiny group of people who are at an elevated risk of serious illness from COVID-19. But here in L.A. County, it's one out of three of us who has an underlying health condition that can put you uh, or your loved one at a, at a much higher risk uh, for a serious illness related to COVID-19. So again, if you have an underlying health condition, it's important to stay home as much as possible and avoid contact with those who are not in your household. And as always, if you have any symptoms, even of mild illness, it is time to call your health care provider. And please call 211 if you need to get connected to a healthcare provider in your community. Uh, today we're reporting 1,072 new cases. This brings the total number of people who have tested positive for COVID-19 in LA County to 43,052. The 43,052 total cases we're reporting includes 1,495 total cases reported by the City of Long Beach and 790 total cases reported by the city of Pasadena, both of which uh, both cities have their own independent health department. Uh, we are also reporting 326 confirmed cases among people experiencing homelessness. 166 people who were sheltered uh, and were appropriately isolated and their close contacts have been quarantined. There are 6,093 people who have tested positive for COVID-19, and at some point uh, during their illness, they were hospitalized for the virus. This is now 14% of our positive cases. And today, there are currently 1,506 people who have tested positive for COVID-19 and are hospitalized. 26% of the people who are hospitalized are in the ICU, and 19% of the people hospitalized are on ventilators. And every day for the past two weeks now, we have continued to see a slight decrease in the number of people that are hospitalized. Uh, we have investigated a total of 463 residential congregate settings and non-residential settings with at least one confirmed or suspect case of COVID-19. Of these, 425 institutions are currently investi being investigated and 38 are closed investigations. These settings do include nursing homes, assisted living facilities, shelters, treatment centers, supportive living, correctional facilities, workplaces, food and retail, and edu educational settings. And the total number of confirmed cases in institutional settings is 10,886. And this includes 7,046 residents and 3,840 staff. And I do want to note that um, a quarter of our cases are among people who are in institutional settings. I'm also sad to report a continued increase in the number of people living in institutional settings who have died from COVID-19. Uh, 1,081 people uh, have passed away. Primarily, these are people uh, who have resided in our skilled nursing facilities. And to all of you who are grieving the loss of your loved one who lived at an institutional facility. We are very sorry for your loss, and we will continue to work hard with all of our partners and the facilities to make them as safe as possible for residents and employees. We are reporting 693 confirmed cases at some point in our jail facilities. 
540 among people who are incarcerated, and 153 among staff. The Sheriff's Office is reporting today for their facilities. 237 people who are incarcerated have tested positive for COVID-19. 303 people who are incarcerated have recovered. 313 people who are incarcerated are in isolation. And 4,857 people who are incarcerated are quarantined. There are 176 cases in the state prison, 127 among people who are incarcerated, and 49 among staff. And there are 702 cases in the federal prison facilities, 688 among people who are incarcerated, and 14 among staff. In our juvenile facilities, there are now 21 cases, eight among youth, and one additional person to bring the total to 13 among staff. You can find information on confirmed and suspect cases in these facilities, as well as our dashboard on our website, publichealth.lacounty.gov. The LA County Sheriff Department is reporting 206 positive cases among staff, with 517 staff quarantined and 1,174 staff that have returned to work. The LA County Fire Department is reporting that 296 staff members have been tested for COVID-19, 26 staff have tested positive, 21 are isolated at home, 20 have returned to work, and 10 are homesick. Thanks again to Sheriff Villanueva and Chief Osby for sharing this information with us every day. Over 412,000 COVID-19 test results for individuals have been reported to LA County's Department of Public Health, and 9% of the people tested were positive. There are still appointments available at the regional testing sites, and you can find those sites and make an appointment online at covid19.lacounty.gov testing. I do have an update today on the race, ethnicity, and income level data we are collecting and examining closely to understand how COVID-19 is affecting some groups more than others in our county. For the 1,898 people who have passed away where race and ethnicity data has been identified, 39% are Latino and Latinx, 29% are white, 17% are Asian, 12% are African American, 1% are Native Hawaiian or Pacific Islander, and 1% have identified with another race or ethnicity. To better understand what these numbers mean, we analyze them as rates per 100,000 people in each group. This allows us to be able to make comparisons with other groups across the population. And these numbers reveal more about which groups are disproportionately affected by COVID-19. The death rate among Native Hawaiians and Pacific Islanders, although the actual numbers are small, remains extraordinarily high at about 100 people per one, about 100, 100 deaths per 100,000 people. And for African Americans, the death rate is 26 people per 100,000. For people who identify as Latino, Latinx, the death rate is 22 deaths per 100,000 people. For people who are Asian, the death rate is 16 per 100,000. And for whites, the death rate is 13 deaths per 100,000 people. And as you can see from uh, the data we released uh, last week, we have slight increases in the rates across some of our subgroups. Uh, when you look at this data by community poverty levels, we continue to see that people who live in areas with high rates of poverty have now four time, almost four times the rate of deaths for COVID-19 at 41 deaths per 100,000 people compared with those people who are living in communities with very low poverty levels, where the death rates are 11 deaths per 100,000. The data remains deeply disturbing, and it will require a lot of collaboration and work with our partners to address the inequities. In addition to our collaboration with the Department of Health Services and our partners to improve access to testing and to healthcare services, we are also focused on efforts that support worker protections. Many businesses have established health and safety committees to promote worker and customer safety. We applaud these efforts and want uh, such partnerships uh, to serve as an example of what can be done to ensure that employees, especially our lower wage workers, are able to identify strategies uh, with their managers 
and uh, make sure that they're creating workplaces that are as safe as possible. We do continue to work with community agencies, healthcare partners, and philanthropic organizations to identify gaps in mess messaging, activities, and resources, and most importantly, uh, developing community-driven solutions that can close the gap in the infection rates, the rates of serious illness, and the mortality rates. Uh, to date, we've conducted 47 focus groups along with key informant interviews and engagement activities to benefit from the wisdom in our communities around how to best approach efforts immediately that can help make a difference in, in the outcomes uh, in communities that at this point are disproportionately affected by COVID-19. And we thank everybody for working with us uh, to try to make a difference. These partnerships and all of your thoughtful actions uh, and the changes in policies that are being taken will make our communities safer during this pandemic. And as Supervisor Barger mentioned, uh, more spaces and activities are reopening as we begin our Memorial Day weekend. And I wanna wish everyone a healthy and safe weekend. And I wanna close with a couple of reminders of how we can take care of each other when we're out and about. Please visit all reopened spaces wearing a cloth face covering when you're around other people. Physical distancing, keeping at least, at least six feet apart from all other people that aren't from your household will continue to be very important as we protect each other from potential infections. And gathering and events of any kind are still not permitted. Uh, as we often mention, this is because the virus has not changed and it's still relatively easy to become infected. We have seen uh, recent gatherings and partings that have resulted in a number of newly infected people and we'd like to avoid that as we all get out and about to enjoy uh, all of the beauty that uh, LA County has to offer. So as a reminder, the job we do protecting each other affects how many new cases, how many new hospitalizations, and how many new deaths we will see several weeks from now. So over the weekend, let's continue to use all the tools that we have available to slow the spread of COVID-19. Together, you have shown that these actions work, and I'm certain we can continue to protect each other through our recovery journey. And now uh, we'll take questions. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you do wish to ask a question, please press one, then zero. And as a reminder, in the interest of time, please limit yourself to one question. Our first question will come from the line of Patrick Healy with NBC4. Please go ahead. Good afternoon, and thank you very much. A um, couple of things today. Uh, the president uh, urged all states to reopen their houses of worship immediately. So what is your advice to uh, worshipers this weekend? Um, and secondly, Manhattan Beach City Council yesterday voted to ignore the county's guidelines and proceed with in-store retail for non-essentials. What action does public health take about that? Thank you. So thank you. For, I'll answer the first part and I'll let Dr. Perrar answer this, the second question. On the first question, obviously it's a state decision. Governor Newsom is weighing it. I'm told that he is looking at the options available. So I'm confident that he's working with um, our religious community to come up with some sort of uh, agreement as to what uh, the House of Worship can do um, moving forward. So we're waiting for the state to give us a green light at which time the county will comply with whatever the state determines is appropriate. And so Dr. Ferrer. Thanks so much, Patrick. And um, just as a reminder, and I, I think Supervisor Barger said it as well, uh, the state's health officer order is still in effect for all of our counties, and it does prohibit retail businesses from opening for in-store customer experiences. So I just ask our retail establishments to abide by the law um, and to help us do what's right. Um, we, we are on, as we've noted all along, a journey to reopen, um, but to do so safely. And since we are under the state's uh, health officer orders that does not permit retail uh, offices to, I mean, retail establishments to open for customer service at this point, um, I would ask that, that we all go ahead and, and have our patience. I, I do think that um, this will, this, the day will come very soon uh, when this will be a permitted activity. And at that point, uh, we also want to make sure it's a safe activity. So we're going to ask again that 
as, uh, as we plan ahead for having in-store customers uh, that we're preparing uh, both the spaces and adding protections uh, for employees and for uh, customers so that when it does reopen, it'll happen in as safe a manner as possible. But appreciate the question. Next question. That question comes to the line of David Lopez, Channel 2 News. Please go ahead. Hello, Mr. Lopez. Yes, uh, good, good, good afternoon. Uh, just a little while ago, Dr. Briggs, uh, out of, uh, at the White, at the White House briefing, indicated she's concerned with the coronavirus spread in the Los Angeles area. She included Orange County in that. And she's asking the CDC to investigate. Uh, can you expand on that, Doctor? Go ahead. I just read about it. Yeah, thanks so much, Dave. Um, and I just read about it also. Um, so I, I do want to note that uh, we've been working really closely with CDC from the very beginning of the pandemic. And we actually have folks that are here from the Centers for Disease Control. I, I think you all remember a while back, we actually asked for some help from CDC. Uh, they've sent some epidemiologists. They have some folks that are helping us, uh, obviously, with all the work we're doing uh, in the skilled nursing facilities. Um, and, you know, as I noted yesterday, our overall data points are looking pretty good um, in terms of being on the recovery journey. Hospitalization rates are down by, I think I, I noted yesterday, 15 percent. Death rates are down by 12 percent. Um, we are moving in the right direction. And I want to acknowledge, you know, CDC has been a strong source of support uh, for L.A. County since the very beginning of the pandemic. But thanks for that. Next question. That comes from the line of Claudia Pesciuta with KNX News Radio. Please go ahead. Hi, Claudia. Um, I never did get clarification from public health staff when you said yesterday that uh, testing at the nursing homes is due to be completed next week. Do you mean every facility with an outbreak will have offered testing to all staff and residents, and those with no known cases will have done at least some random sampling? I also I still don't understand why it's taking so long to get this done. I don't understand how random sampling will catch asymptomatic cases among workers at nursing homes, and that's a big concern given that many of them work at more than one facility. And I'm wondering if the supervisor thinks that the testing is happening quickly enough. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Claudia. I appreciate the question. Wish the testing had, you know, was able to happen quicker. Um, I think uh, we have a lot of people out there trying to do the testing. It is a collaboration between us and the nursing homes. Uh, you've all noted, you know, we issued both a health officer order and an additional letter so that the nursing homes would uh, be able to cooperate with us uh, more quickly about making sure we could get in and help uh, make sure that everyone got tested. Um, so we do plan, as I noted, to complete the testing uh, in all of the facilities uh, where we're experiencing outbreaks uh, by the middle of next week. Uh, we have teams that are out there seven days a week uh, trying to uh, make sure that uh, we're going to be able to uh, actually do this. Um, as you know, we also have some very large facilities. I think we have teams out there today. In one facility has 900 uh, folks and another facility has 600 folks. Um, so appreciate the concern. Wish it had been done more quickly. Uh, we had to actually um, get all of the testing equipment in. We had to train staff so that they could be deployed. We had to work with the nursing homes as well on making sure we have what we call line lists and permission to do the testing. And in terms of the surveillance testing, um, in general, um, the way surveillance testing works is you get a random sample, and based on what you see in those findings, you're able to determine if you need to do more extensive testing. And I think it still is appropriate to do that. Um, it's very rare uh, when you do good sampling that if there is, um, if there are cases that you don't find them. Um, and, you know, I think we'll benefit from, from trying this strategy. This is a new virus. Uh, if we think that's not working, uh, we will go back to doing more extensive testing, even at facilities uh, where we don't have any cases. Uh, right now, the high priority, though, as you noted, is to make sure that we're rapidly completing all of the testing in the facilities uh, where we do have cases. I also want to note that there, there was another big change, and um, it may have been like, uh, it, it may not have been as noticeable, but I think it's equally important uh, when we talk about how to do protections uh, in the nursing homes. And that's something that has happened, uh, you know, uh, much more quickly. 
And, and that is making sure that every single worker has appropriate uh, personal protection equipment. You know, at the beginning uh, of uh, this epidemic, when we didn't realize there was so much asymptomatic spread, the recommendations were for sick people uh, to be covered and for employees who had very close contact with people who were sick to also use a surgical mask. We've changed that uh, in all of the facilities so that everyone is masked all of the time, obviously with residents being masked if they're able to tolerate uh, having a mask. And I think that too is a game changer and a recognition of asymptomatic spread. We really can't rely on uh, just assuming that we have to protect ourselves from people who are sick. And I think that too is helping uh, to reduce the rates of infections in our nursing homes. But, the, but thank you very much for that question. And we have time for one more question. That question will come from the line of Alex Wiggleworth with LA Times. Please go ahead. Hi, thank you. Um, I was just wondering, uh, with the holiday weekend here, how concerned are you that people uh, might be out and about more and crowd open spaces? And um, what advice do you have for people to uh, enjoy their holidays safely? Well, I mean, I, I can let Dr. Ferrer talk, but based on um, the week that we opened up the trails and the golf courses, I was um, very proud of the LA County residents who really did recognize um, wearing a mask and the social distancing that was in place. So I'm confident moving into this holiday, people will also recognize that is the reason why we talk about safer at home, moving to safer at work and safer in our communities. It's because people are recognizing that is the only way we're going to stop and, or slow down the spread of this virus. So I'm encouraging people. I know we are, um, we are lifting restrictions in certain areas. Please be responsible because this is the only way we are going to move toward the next phase um, of opening. I know people are talking about opening up small businesses and allowing people to go in and shop. The only way we're going to get there is if we continue to keep this flat. So um, I would encourage you all to um, just honor the, the request. Uh, it's not a big ask given um, what we have in store for us. So um, that would be my advice to everybody. Is that, is that okay? Yes, super great. Now we are going to do remarks in Spanish. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Buenas tardes. Para actualizarlos, nos da tristeza informar que 35 personas adicionales han fallecido por causas de COVID-19. Esto eleva el número total de fallecimientos a 2,049. El 93% de las personas que fallecieron por causas de COVID-19 tenían condiciones delicadas de salud. Este es un ligero aumento de lo que hemos estado informando en las últimas semanas. Hoy también estamos reportando 1,072 casos nuevos. Esto eleva el número total de personas que dieron positivo para COVID-19 en el condado de Los Ángeles a 43,052 personas. Estamos reportando 326 casos confirmados entre personas sin hogar. 6,093 personas que dieron positivo para COVID-19 fueron hospitalizadas en algún momento, por lo que existe, eh, perdón, por lo que existe algún momento, um, Momento por, perdón, 6,093 personas que dieron positivo para COVID-19 fueron hospitalizadas en algún momento por el virus, cual representa el 14% de todos los casos positivos. Actualmente hay 1,506 personas que han resultado positivas para COVID-19 que están hospitalizadas. El 26% de estas personas están en unidades de cuidados intensivos y el 19% de estas personas están en ventiladores. Y cada día seguimos observando pequeñas reducciones en el número de personas hospitalizadas. Hemos investigado un total de 463 entornos de congregación residencial y no residenciales con al menos un caso confirmado o sospechoso de COVID-19. El total de casos confirmados en entornos institucionales es de 10,886 y esto incluye a 7,046 residentes y 3,840 miembros del personal. Nos da tristeza informar que 1,081 personas que vivían en entornos institucionales han fallecido por causas de COVID-19, lo que representa el 53% de todos los fallecimientos. La gran mayoría de estas personas residía en centros de enfermería especializada. 
Estamos reportando 693 casos confirmados en algún momento en las cárceles, 540 entre personas encarceladas y 153 empleados. La Oficina del Aguacil informa que entre personas encarceladas, 233 personas han dado positivo por COVID-19, 303 se han recuperado, 313 están en aislamiento y 4,857 están en cuarentena. Hay 176 casos en la prisión estatal y 702 casos en las prisiones federales. Y hay 21 casos en instalaciones juveniles. El Departamento del Aguacil también informa que entre su personal hay 206 casos positivos, 517 empleados en cuarentena y 1,174 empleados eh, han regresado a trabajar. El Departamento de Bomberos informa que entre su personal, 296 han sido evaluados para COVID-19, 26 han resultado positivos, 21 están aislados en casa, 20 han regresado a trabajar y 10 están enfermos en casa. Más de 412 mil resultados de las pruebas de COVID-19 han sido reportadas al Departamento de Salud Pública y el 9% de las personas evaluadas dieron resultados positivos. Hay citas disponibles en, las, en los sitios de pruebas regionales y pueden hacer una cita en covid19.lacounty.gov-testing. Hoy tenemos una actualización sobre las tasas de raza, etnicidad y nivel de ingresos que estamos recopilando y analizando de cerca para comprender uh, cómo COVID-19 está afectando a algunos grupos más que a otros. Para las 1,892 personas que fallecieron donde se identificó la raza, etnicidad, 39% son latinas, 29% son blancas, 17% Perdón, 17% son asiáticas, 12% son afroamericanas, 1% son nativas de Hawái o de Islas del Pacífico y 1% se identifican con otra raza de etnicidad. Para ayudar a tener una mejor comprensión de lo que significan estos números, los analizamos como tasas por cada 100,000 personas en cada uno de estos grupos. Esto nos permite hacer mejores comparaciones eh, con otros grupos de la población y estos números revelan más sobre qué grupos se ven más afectados. La tasa de mortalidad entre los nativos de Hawái y los isleños del Pacífico, uh, mientras que los números reales son pequeños, uh, es de entre 53 y 154 por cada 100,000 personas. Para los afroamericanos, la tasa de mortalidad es de 26 por cada 100,000 personas. Para las personas que se identifican como latinas, la tasa de mortalidad es de 22 por cada 100,000 personas. Para las personas asiáticas, la tasa de mortalidad es de 16 por 100,000 personas. Y para los blancos, la tasa de mortalidad es de 13 por 100,000 personas. Y cuando observamos estos datos por niveles de pobreza de la comunidad, vemos que las personas que viven en áreas con, con altas tasas de pobreza tienen casi cuatro veces la tasa de fallecimientos por causa de COVID-19, 41 por cada 100,000 personas, en comparación con las comunidades con niveles más bajos de pobreza, que tienen una tasa de mortalidad de 11 por cada 100,000 personas. Los datos son profundamente alarmantes y requieren colaboración y trabajo con nuestros socios uh, para abordar estas iniquidades. Además de nuestra colaboración con el Departamento de Servicios de Salud y nuestros socios para mejorar el acceso a las pruebas y los servicios de atención médica, también estamos enfocados en los esfuerzos que apoyan al, a las protecciones a los trabajadores. Muchas empresas y negocios han establecido comités de salud y seguridad para promover, promover la seguridad de los trabajadores y clientes. Estas colaboraciones se pueden ampliar más para garantizar que los empleados, especialmente los trabajadores con salarios más bajos, eh, pueden identificar estrategias para crear lugares de trabajo que sean lo más seguro posible.
Vamos a continuar trabajando con agencias comunitarias, socios de atención médica y organizaciones filantrópicas y juntos identificamos soluciones impulsadas por la comunidad. Abordar estas diferencias en tasas de infección y fallecimientos requiere colaboraciones con socios uh, que tengan un profundo conocimiento de las barreras que se enfrentan nuestras comunidades uh, y el impacto que la raza, el origen étnico y el nivel de ingresos tienen en la salud. Estamos muy agradecidos por sus compañ su compañerismo. Queremos desearles a todos un fin de semana saludable y seguro. Y, ser, y queremos cerrar con algunos recordatorios de cómo, de cómo cuidarnos unos a otros cuando estamos fuera de casa. Visite todos los espacios reabiertos, incluyendo la playa. Pero no se olvide mantener su distancia de seis pies y utilizar su cubierta de tela. También hay que acordarnos que las reuniones y eventos de cualquier tipo todavía no están permitidos. Como hemos mencionado, el virus no ha, no ha cambiado y todavía es relativamente fácil infectarse. Y hemos visto fiestas y reuniones hace poco uh, que han resultado en nuevas infecciones. Entonces, este fin de semana sigamos usando todas las herramientas que tenemos para cuidarnos el uno al otro. Hemos demostrado que estas uh, acciones funcionan y estamos seguros que podemos continuar protegiéndonos. Okay. And then we're going to go ahead and um, we're ready for questions. Okay. Our question comes from the line of Luis Trejo from Telemundo. Your line is open. Please go ahead. Jacqueline, gracias. Y por favor, nos podrías comentar sobre la reapertura de ciertos lugares que van a abrir este fin de semana en el condado de Los Ángeles. Eh, si nos puedes mencionar cuáles son estos lugares y qué tipo de precauciones deben de tomar las personas al frecuentarlos. Sí, muchas gracias por esa pregunta. Um, seguimos uh, tratando de abrir más negocios, um, incluyendo los negocios que están dentro de los uh, centros comerciales, pero siguen en pie las reglas que solo son para ir a recoger o um, para pedir uh, por internet. Así que se abren más comerciantes, pero con las mismas reglas que hemos estado uh, delineando. Um, todos los protocolos que se necesitan están en nuestro sitio web del Departamento de Salud Pública, uh, uh, publichealth.lacounty.gov. Pueden verlas ahí. Y todo, todo lo que hacen, cada negocio está en ese protocolo y también cada negocio lo va a tener que poner en su, en su lugar, perdón, en su instalación. Así que se pueden abrir esas tiendas. No vamos a poder entrar a las tiendas, por ejemplo, pero siguen en pie las reglas de poder pedir, uh, que lo lleven a su casa o a recogerlo ahí a la acera cerca del negocio. Uh, también hay ciertos lugares de la playa que no habían estado abiertos, que ahora ya, ya están abiertos, um, pero siguen en pie. A las reglas sobre usar las cubiertas de cara cuando hay grupos de personas que, están, que son fuera de nuestros hogares, um, igual que el distanciamiento físico. Son las únicas uh, herramientas que tenemos en este momento y es muy importante que las sigamos para poder protegernos unos al otro. Okay, now we'll move on to remarks in Armenian. Բարեոր բոլորին, շնորակալ եմ վերահսկիչ մարմինների ողջ խորուրդին, ներկա իրավիճակի վերաբերյալ տեղեկությունները հետևյալն են։ Այսօր ծավով հայտնում ենք եվս 35 մահվան մասին։ Այս մարդկանցից 25-ը 65 Սա բերում է ընդհանուր մահերի թիվը 2049 Los Angeles շրջանում։ COVID-19-ով մահացած անձանց 93%-ը ուներ ուղեկցող առողջական խնդիրներ։ Ինչը կարևորում է այն անձանց, ովքեր առողջության լուրջ խնդիրներ ունեն մնալ տանը եւ հնարավորինս խուսափել սերտ կապերից։ Այսօր մենք հայտնում ենք 1072 նոր դեպքերի մասին եւ սա բերում է Los Angeles շրջանի դրական դեպքերի ընդհանուր թիվը 43052-ի։ Այս դեպքերը ներառում են Long Beach քաղաքում մեր գործընկերների կողմից գրանցված 1495 դեպքեր 
և պասիդինակաղաքի կողմից գրանցված 790 դեպքեր, որոնք ունեն անկաղ առողջապահական բաժամունքներ։ Մենք հայտնում ենք 323 հաստատված դեպք անոթևան ապրող մարդկանց շրջանում։ Ապաստան գտաց 166 անձինք, պատշաչ կերպով մեկուսացված են և սերտ կապերը կարանդինացված են։ 693 դեպք ինչ որ պահի հոսպիտալացվել են, որը կազում է բոլոր դրական դեպքերի 14 ստոքոսը։ Ներկայումս հոսպիտալացվել է 1506 մարդ, որոնցից 26 տոքոսը գտնվում են ինտենսիվ խնամքի բաժամունքում, իսկ 19 տոքոսը միացված են շնչարական ոթապոխիչների։ Ներկայումս կնություներ են կատարվում 463 ինստիտությոնալ բնակության հաստատություններում Ինստիտությոնալ բնակավայրում հաստատված ընդհանուր դեպքերը աս 1886-ն են նրայրյալ անձնակազմը և բնակիչներ։ Այս դեպքերից բնակիչները կազում են 746-ը և աշխատակազմը կազում է 3840-ը։ Ձավով ենք հայտնում, որը կազում է բոլոր մահերի 53 տոքոսը։ Մենք զայկություն ենք հաստատված 693 դեպքեր արձանագրվել են կրիակատարողական հիմնարկներում, 540 դատապարձյալ և 153 աշխատող։ 237 բանտարկյալներ տեստավորվել են դրական, 313-ը 176 դեպք նահանգային բանտերում, 127 բանտարկյալ և 49 աշխատակազմ։ 21 աշխատակազմի դեպք անչապազների հաստատություններում, 702 դեպք վեդերալ բանտերում, 688 բանտարկյալ և 14 աշխատակազմ։ Մենք տեղադրում ենք Եվ լոսանջելոր շրջանի արձանագրված բոլոր նոր դեպքերի զեկույցը կարող եք տեսնել առողջապայության վարջության կայքում publichealth.lacounty.gov։ լոսանջելոր շրջանի շերիվի վարջությունը զեկությում է 26 դրական Հրշեջ վարջությունը հայտնում է 26 դրական դեպք անձնակազմի մեջ, 21-ը մեկուսացված են տանը, 10-ը հիվանդ են տանը, 20-ը վերադարձել են աշխատանքի։ Ավելի կան 412 հազար մարդ տեստավորվել են և արդյունքները զեկուցվել են Ես ուզում եմ կաջալերել ձեզ տեստավորվել եթեոնեք աղտանիշներ, տարաշրջանային տեստավորվման վայրերում։ Ժամադրության համար կարող է կայցելել covid19.lacounty.gov slash testing։ Ետնիկ պատկանելության և եկամտի մակարդակի տվյալները։ 1892 39 տոքոսը եղել են լատինոլատինեքս, 29 տոքոսը սպիտակ, 17 տոքոսը ասիական, 12 տոքոսը ավրոամերիկացի, 1 տոքոսը բնիկ հավայան և 1 տոքոսը մեկալ ռասա էտնիկ խումբ։ Որպիսի ավելի լավ հասկանանք, թե ինչ է նշանակում Մակարդակը բնիկ հավայացիների և շրջանում ամեն 100-ի սահմաներում գտնվող 53-ից 154-ն է։ Ավրո-ամերիկացիների համար մահվան մակարդակը 26-ն է ամեն 100-ին։ լատին ու լատինեքս մահվան մակարդակը 22-ն է ամեն 100-ին։ Սպիտակ ամորդերի համար մահվան մակարդակը տաս երեկն է ամեն հարյուր հազարին։
Եվ երբ նայում ենք այս տվյալները համայքային աղքատության մակարդակով, մենք տեսնում ենք, որ մարդիկ, ովքեր ապրում են աղքատության բարձր մակարդակ ունեցող տարածքներում, մահացության դեպքերը գրեթե 4 անգամ գերազանցում են։ 41 հոգի ամեն 100000 մարդուն համեմատած ցածր աղքատության մակարդակը, որ մահացության մակարդակը հասնում է 11-ի ամեն 100000-ին։ Տվյալները խորապես անհանգստացնող են եւ դա պահանջում է համագործակցություն աշխատանք մեր գործընկերների հետ այդ անհավասարությունը լուծելու համար։ Լրացուցիչ նոր բացումներ եւ անվտանգ հանգստյան օր։ Ինչպես նշեց Վերահսկիչ Բարգերը, մենք սկսում ենք բացել ավելի շատ տարածքներ եւ գործողություններ եւ մենք սկսում ենք հիշատակի օրվա հանգստյան օրերը։ Ես ուզում եմ բոլորին մաղթել առողջ եւ անվտանգ հանգստյան օր։ Խնդրում ենք այցելել բոլոր վերաբացված տարածքները, կտորի դիմակներով, ֆիզիկական հերավորություն պահպանել առնվազը 6 ոտնաչափ մնալով մարդկանցից հերով։ Ցանկացած տեսակի հավաքույթներ եւ իրադարձություններ դեռևս հուլատրված չեն։ Ինչպես մենք հաճախ նշում ենք վիրուսը չի փոխվել, դեռևս համեմատաբար հեշտ է վարակվել։ Եվ մենք տեսել ենք վերջին երեկույթներին ու հավաքույթներին, որ արդյունքում մի շարք նոր մարդիկ են վարակվել։ Այսպիսով, այս հանգստյան օրերին եկեք բոլորը շարունակենք օգտագործել բոլոր գործիքները, որպիսի դանդաղեցնենք COVID-19-ի տարածումը։ Մենք ցույց տվեցինք, որ այդ գործողությունները գործում են, եւ ես համոզված եմ որ մեր վերականգնման ճանապարհին մենք կարող ենք շարունակել պաշտպանել մի միանց։ Շնորհակալություն։ Now the remarks will be in Korean by Sorayan. 안녕하십니까? Los Angeles County 보건 당국이 발표한 데일리 리포트를 말씀드리겠습니다. 유감스럽게도 코로나 바이러스로 인해 추가로 35명의 사망자가 보고되었음을 알리게 되었습니다. 이 중에 25명은 65세 이상이고 이중 20명은 이미 질환을 가지고 있었습니다. 이중 5명은 41세에서 65세 사이이고 이 중에 3명은 이미 질환을 가지고 있었습니다. 롱비치 시디에서는 3명의 사망자가 있었고 페사디나시에서는 2명의 사망자가 있었으며 자세한 점은 웹사이트에서 보실 수 있습니다. 이로써 로스앤젤레스의 카운티에서 총 사망자 수는 2049명입니다. 코로나 바이러스로 사망한 분들 중에 93%가 이미 질환을 가지고 있었으며 이 수치는 지난 몇 주간 약간 어, 높은 수치입니다. 만약 이미 만성 폐 질환이나 천식, 에이즈 혹은 면역 체계 질환을 가지고 계시다면 가능한 집에 머무르시고 다른 사람과 밀접한 접촉을 피하시고 아프기 시작하면 바로 의사에게 연락하십시오. 나이가 많거나 질환이 있는 직원이 있는 사업체는 이들을 보호하기 위해 가능하면 집에서 일하도록 마련할 수 있을 것입니다. 오늘로써 1072건의 새로운 확진 케이스가 보고되었습니다. 이로써 로스앤젤레스 카운티에서는 총 확진 케이스 수가 43,052건입니다. 이 수는 롱비치 시디에서 1,495건, 페사디나시에서 790건, 이 있으며 이두 시는 각 보건구가 따로 있음을 알려드립니다. 노숙자들 가운데서 확진 케이스 수는 326건이며 이들 중 166명이 보호소에서 고립되어 있으며 밀접 접촉자는 격리되었습니다. 코로나 바이러스 테스트를 받은 사람들 중에 6,093명이 병원에 입원한 적이 있었으며 이들 중 14%는 양성 확진 케이스였습니다. 현재 1,506명이 양성 확진자로 병원에 입원해 있으며 이중 26%는 중환자실에, 19%는 인공호흡기에 의존해 있습니다. 이 수치는 점점 줄어들고 있습니다. 하나 이상의 확진 케이스가 나온 총 463개의 거주시설과 비거주시설을 조사하였으며 이중 425개는 현재 조사 중이며 38개는 조사를 마쳤습니다. 이 시설들은 양로원, 전문 간호시설, 보호소, 치료소, 서포트 리빙, 교도소, 직장, 음식점, 상점, 교육기관들을 포함합니다. 이 시설에서 총 확진 케이스는 1만 886건이며 이중 746건은 거주자이고 3,840명은 일하는 사람들입니다. 
시설에 사는 사람들 중 사망자 수는 1,081명이며 모든 사망자 수의 53%입니다. 대부분이 전문 간호시설에 살고 있었습니다. 교도소 시설에서는 총 693건의 확진 케이스가 있었고 이중 540명은 수감자이며 153명은 일하는 직원입니다. 보안관 사무실에서는 237건의 확진 케이스가 있었고 이중 303명은 회복한 수감자이며 313명은 고립되어 있고 4,897명은 격리되어 있는 수감자입니다. 주정부 교도소에서는 176건의 확진 케이스가 있었고 이중 127명은 수감자이며 49명은 일하는 사람들입니다. 연방교도소에서는 702건의 확진 케이스가 있었고 이중 688명은 수감자이며 14명은 일하는 사람들입니다. 소년원에서는 21건의 확진 케이스가 있었고 이중 8명은 수감자이며 13명은 일하는 사람들입니다. 보건국 웹사이트 public public healthlacountylacounty .gov에서는 이 시설들에서의 확진 케이스 사망자 수는 물론 테스트나 케이스 사망률 관련된 통계 자료를 대시보드에서 살펴보실 수 있습니다. 소방국에서는 296명이 테스트를 받았으며 이중 26건은 확진 케이스였고 21명은 회복하였으며 20명은 다시 직장에 복귀하였고 10명은 집에서 회복 중입니다. 지금까지 LA 보건부로 31만 2천 건 이상의 코로나 바이스 테스트를 받은 것으로 보고되었고 이중 9%는 양성 결과였습니다. 테스트 장소와 테스트 예약은 온라인으로 covid19.lacounty.gov/testing에서 알아보실 수 있습니다. 인종 인종과 민족성이 구별돼 되어 있는 1892명의 사망자 중에서 39%는 라틴 계열, 29%는 백인, 17%는 동양인, 12%는 흑인, 그리고 1%는 하와이 태평양 섬 원주민, 또 다른 1%는 기타 인종이었습니다. 하와이 태평양 섬 원주민들의 실제 수는 그렇게 많지 않지만 이들의 사망률을 계산해 보면 10만 명당 55에서 150명, 흑인 사망률은 10만 명당 22명입니다. 이 사망률들은 다른 인종에 비해서 매우 높고 이 간격이 점점 벌어지고 있기 때문에 매우 염려스러운 부분입니다. 라틴 계열은 10만 명당 19명, 동양 개인은 10만 명당 15명, 백인은 10만 명당 11명입니다. 이 데이터를 지역 빈곤 수준과 비교해 보았을 때 빈곤층에 사는 사람이 그렇지 않은 사람보다 4배 더 높았음을 보게 되었습니다. 보건당국은 지역사회 파트너와 함께 이 간격을 점점 줄이기 위해서 많은 노력을 하고 있습니다. 슈퍼바이저 발급께서 말씀하셨듯이 이제 메모리얼 데이 공휴일 주말을 시작하면서 더 많은 장소들과 활동들이 재개될 것입니다. 모두가 안전하고 건강한 주말이 되기를 바라며 우리가 밖에 있을 때 서로를 도보야 함을 상기시켜 드립니다. 재개하는 장소들을 방문하실 때는 다른 사람이 곁에 있다면 천 얼굴 가리개를 꼭 사용하십시오. 또한 여러분 가족이 아닌 사람들과 적어도 6피트 이상 떨어져서 물리적 거리 두기를 함으로써 감염될 확률을 줄이고 서로를 보호하는 것이 중요할 것입니다. 어떠한 모임이나 이벤트도 아직은 허락되지 않는 것을 다시 한번 알려드립니다. 왜냐하면 이 바이러스는 절대 바뀌지 않았고 여전히 감염되기가 매우 쉽고 또 최근에 파티와 모임에서 새롭게 감염된 사람들의 수가 있었음을 보게 되었습니다. 우리가 서로를 보호하기 위해서는 모든 일, 하는 이 모든 일들은 앞으로 몇주 후에 새로운 확진 케이스와 병원 입원자 수 그리고 사망자 수에 아마도 영향을 미칠 것입니다. 그러므로 이번 주 우리 모두는 우리가 가지고 있는 모든 도구들을 사용하여 코로나 바이러스의 확산을 늦추도록 해야 합니다. 이 모든 행동들이 효과가 있다는 것을 지금까지 보아왔고 회복 단계를 거쳐가면서 계속 서로 보호할 수 있다고 확신합니다. 감사합니다. Now we are moving on to Mandarin remarks. Alan Chang, Environmental Health, PhD, Public Health Department. Thank you. 我们洛杉矶县的督察委员您的领导到我们的这个瘟疫大流行的过程中
我们有可能一直让我们恢复的过程增加可能性。那我们现在来跟你更新最近的这一个礼拜的情况。很不幸，我们又有三十五个人去世了，其中超过六十五岁的人有二十五个，在二十五个人中间呢，有二十个人是已经有已有其他疾病的。五个人是四十一岁到六十五岁之间的，那五个人中有三个也有是有些其他疾病的，另外还有三个是从长滩市和那个帕萨迪纳市给我们归纳过来过来的，那总共加起来到现在，我们诺省就有两千零四十九个人因新冠去世。我们非常遗憾，因为新冠持续自己的亲人或朋友的人感到非常悲痛，我们也在为你们祈祷。这个礼拜的统计就是百分之九十三的因新冠去世的人都有先天疾病，这跟以前的几个礼拜相比稍微有点增加，所以我们强烈的建议，如果你患有其他疾病，尽量待在家里。那如果你一定要出门的话，那要戴上面罩，把跟别人、跟其他的人，不是你的家人之间保持最少六英尺的距离。如果你的是企业老板，那你一定要保证你的员工安排你的员工或你的客人之间按照最基本的要求。保持距离六英尺的距离，常洗手，戴上面罩。我们今天增加了一千零七十二个新的新冠患者，这样我们总共全县的新冠患，我们全县的新冠患者就达到了四万三千零五十二个人。其中，这四万三千多人，包括从长滩市报过来的一千四百九十五个，还有从帕萨迪纳市报过来七百九十个。我们在无家可归的人中间，我们有确定了三百二十六个确定的阳性患者，其中一百六十六个是在。呃，收容所里来。医院方面的，我们有现在的一些资料，我们要更新。总共有六千零九十三个人因新冠住院，这六千零九十三个占总共新冠患者的百分之十四。现在正在医院里住院的是有一千五百零六个人。其中有百分之二十六的是住在加护病房里，百分之十九的人用上了呼吸机，跟以前上个礼拜相比，稍微略微有一点降低。在大型居住场所方面的资料如下：我们总共调查了四百六十三个居住大型的居住场所。其中四百二十五个现在正在调查中，三十八个已已经调查完毕。这里面这些大型场所包括啊辅助性治疗，还有治疗中心，还有工作场所。还有零售店，还以及教育的教育中心，那些总共这些那个大型场所里面有统计的总数，新冠病的总数是一万零八百八十六个，其中七千零四十六个是生活在这里面的人。
，那三千八百四个人是工作在里面工作的人。我们有教教育场所里面有一千零八十一个人确认人是因新冠去世的。这一千零八十一个占总共去世因新冠去世的人百分之五十三，而这这些人都居住在一些有非常有非常好的护理条件的那个护理场所，在一些康那监狱中心，我们现在有以下的一些情况。总共有六百九十三个，其中有五百四十九个是属于兼囚犯，一百五十三个是在你们工作的人员，县警局。有两百三十七个囚犯，其中有三百零三个是因为新冠病毒，呃，但是经过了新冠病毒，但是已经恢复了。三百一十三个已经被隔离了，总共总共的被。新冠病毒感染的病，已经隔离的是四千八百五十三个，五十七个。周监狱里面有一百七十六例新冠病毒，联邦监狱里面有七百零二个一例，里面联邦监狱这七百零二个里面是六百八十八个是囚犯，十四个是在里面的工作的。工作人员，罗省警局里面的新报告的有两百零六个新冠病毒阳性，其中有五百一十七个警员隔离，有一千一百七十四个恢复了并重新开始工作。洛杉矶消防局有两百九十六个人新冠病测试是阳性，二十一个隔离，二十个已经恢复了重返工作岗位，十个是因为其他生病在家。我们总共的测试的是。四十一万两千多人已经经过测试了，整个洛杉矶县，这占我们总共洛杉矶县的人口的百分之九。如果大家想测试自己有没有被感染，是不是阳性的，可以通过上以下的网站去预约。网站的名字叫 c o v i d 十九点。L A County 点 G O V 前前斜划线，然后 testing T E S T I N G， 在不同肤色、不同的人口之间，我们有下面的一些统计：死亡、患病的统计资料是这样子，在一千八百九十二个去世因新冠病毒、新冠。去世的人中间，那拉丁裔的占百分之三十九，白人占百分之二十九，亚洲人占百分之十七，黑人是百分之十二。那美国原住民和夏威夷周边的占百分之一，其他不确定的。占百分之一
。另外，我们通过每十万人口之间的分析，我们从不同肤、不同肤色、不同种类的人口之间的比较，我们能够找出一些为什么会有这种因肤色、人口、人种的不一样会有这种差别。美国原住民夏威夷或太平洋岛中间，他们的人口非常少，他们的感染也非常少，每十万人中间有五十三到一百五十四，而非裔美国人他们是每十万人有百有十，二十六，拉丁裔。每十万人是百分之二十二十二个，而亚洲人是每十万人是十六，白人是这是死亡的，每十万人就有十三个。这些资料让我们感到不是特别能够理解澳门，所以我们要进一步跟各个方面的合作。包括其他部门、医疗机构，我们来找出这些原因。我们会一如既往的跟其他的一些机构、其他的一些公共卫生部门，还有其他的一些私人企业一起合作，调动我们尽量充分利用我们的资源。然后，让我们的社区也一起努力，尽量把高频率的不同的人口之间降下来。感谢大家今天参加我们，感谢那个县督察委员巴吉尔斯。那我们现在是重新在开业，我们希望大家遵循我们网站上提供的，遵循社交距离。勤洗手，出门戴口罩，过一个好的就特务军人节。感谢今天的新闻发布会就到此结束，感谢大家。Thank you all for attending this media briefing, and that's all for today. This episode of LA Public Health was produced by the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health. Our department is nationally accredited by the Public Health Accreditation Board and is committed to protecting and improving the health of over 10 million residents in Los Angeles County. For more information about DPH programs and services, visit publichealth.lacounty.gov and follow us on social media at LA Public Health. My name is Steve Baldwin, and you've been listening to the LA Public Health podcast.